0: This is Talk Report Upload,
1: a podcast about anything and everything. I'm Steve. And I'm Logan. Let's talk about some stuff. What's up?
0: What's up, Logan?
1: How much. How you doing?
0: Kind of irritated because my normal microphone didn't work, so we got delayed because I had to switch that out. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully yeah. if uh if my audio sounds a little off to any of our listeners, I do apologize. I don't know what was wrong with it, but I didn't want to spend the time to fix it
1: while we're well, sitting here trying to record, so. If it helps, I'm sure nobody but w- me will notice the difference. So. That's probably
0: true. I think these the two these two mics sound similar enough that it should be it should be fine, but if anybody does notice, I apologize. I'll try to get it fixed by uh by next recording session. Great. But uh yeah. How are uh, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. So has there been any uh, interesting events in the last two weeks that you maybe want to talk about?
0: No, not that I can think of. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, the Chiefs won the Super
1: Bowl. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so but I mean, that was nobody, nobody That cares was about pretty that, dope. Though. There's a few people that care about it, probably. Eh. Actually, I can attest there's a few people that care about it.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. I uh, I know when we used to live in Kansas City before we moved, every time the Chiefs would win a big game. Uh, our uh, neighborhood sounded like a war zone. Yeah. Uh, now I did not live there this year, so I didn't get to hear after we won the Super Bowl. But I did. L- I was there last time we won the AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. uh, the year we lost to the Bucks, and that was insane. I can't even imagine how loud it was uh, this past weekend. But
1: yeah, yeah, it was. It was pretty gnarly. There was. I was at a Super Bowl party, so I was in a, 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 a richy, Rich neighborhood. There was. And we there was somebody who every time the chief scored lit off what had to have been like a mortar bomb or something. It was that's insane. Insanely loud. Yeah. And it scared me every time.
0: I mean, I think that kind of stuff is cool, but also kind of obnoxious sometimes. But
1: I think it's obnoxious for mainly one reason. One reason only is because of my dog. Yeah, that's fair. And I like my dog more than I like more people or most yeah, people so I'm going to get angry if you make my dog upset. So I'm sure he was very upset.
0: Probably. I mean, I think the... Now, assuming that this family that you're talking about uh, does not do the touchdown fireworks every game, then it's probably, like, if this was just a Super Bowl thing, then it's probably
1: okay. Yeah. Like, it's obnoxious,
0: but it's like, okay, well, it is the Super Bowl, so, you know.
1: It was was the... Somebody in their neighborhood it wasn't them, so I don't gotcha. like know for sure, but I'm assuming yeah. so. Yeah.
0: I mean that that like if I was in that neighborhood and it was every single Chiefs game, then it would probably get kinda old. But if it's like right. just the Super Bowl and maybe AFC championship game, then it's like, man, well, okay, I mean I get it. Yeah. But Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that was uh that was my highlight of uh the year so far. You know, it's only mm-hmm. two months in, but yeah a Chiefs, a Chiefs Super Bowl win was good. It was a great uh great game. Uh, yeah. A lot of interesting, interesting stuff going on. It was it was a entertaining game too. I'm glad it wasn't a blowout either way. Honestly, yeah. But yeah, I mean, made it made it more fun to watch.
1: You yeah. know, you know me, my relationship with the Chiefs are complicated. Um, yeah. So I was excited. I was glad it was a good game. Um, I know a lot of people were saying if it wouldn't have, and I don't have this opinion, but I know a lot of people said if it wasn't for the holding call, that would be one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people said that too.
1: but um, And I I don't agree with that. I, I mean, the holding call, it's my opinion of, you know, it's, it's one of those where, like, it was a hold. I mean, and he admitted it after the game. I mean, it was yeah. a hold. Do I wish that the game, w- that that call wouldn't have been made in that big of a moment on that, that small of a call in that big of a moment? I'd rather see that let go. Um, but at the end of the day, it was a hold. Like, you can't argue that yeah so I don't think it's one of those where like the the refs ruins the game, but they you know they maybe could have let that go, but you know i I don't think that was uh, I don't think it was as big as a lot of people were making it out to be,
0: yeah, I don't either, and I completely understand that I'm biased for this particular for this particular one, but at the same <laughs> time i I agree with it I know uh Shannon sharp was one that said like you know where you know a lot of people are saying, you know, they shouldn't they should let that go in this particular circumstance. You know, he was saying that's kind of a dumb argument because, like, where do you draw that line? Sure. You know, is it like, oh, well, since it's the Super Bowl, we'll let it go. You know, or since it's the yeah. championship games, you know, the conference championship games, oh, we'll let it go. Oh, it's the first round of the playoffs, so we're going to call it now. But starting next week in the second round of the playoffs, that's when we start to let that call go you yeah. know he was kind of like you know if you're going to have that argument then you have to talk about like you know where do, where do you draw that line he's like the, in my mind the line was already drawn when they made it a penalty that's yeah. you call it when it happens you know it doesn't matter yeah. what time of the game you know what what more matters is that is that uh defensive back shouldn't have held him
1: well i i guess to be clear my point is is I don't think that should be called a hold at any point in any game. Sure. It's and I, f- I wasn't
0: talking about you specifically. I was just saying yeah, I know yeah. a lot of people are like, well, you can't call that in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> like, yeah. where, you know, if you can't call it in a Super You can't call it a championship game either. You can in the first two rounds of the playoffs, but, you know, that's just kind of a not saying that was your specific argument, but I've, you know, Right. I've seen it. I've been on Facebook. I've seen that's it. Fair. You can't call yeah. that in a Super Bowl. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, why call anything in a Super Bowl then, you know? Yeah, but also, and my counterpoint to all that is whether that call happens or not. You still let the Chiefs score thirty-eight points,
1: mm-hmm. like yeah. what
0: you had yeah. a ten-point lead at halftime. Yeah, you know we didn't touch the ball. We you know our the time of possession was insane. We didn't touch the ball pretty much the entire second quarter. Yeah, like there's a whole lot of other things that you know yeah. led up to us winning that game, besides yeah. just that one holding call. Well, and um, I
1: think the the biggest thing was. Andy Reid and his coordinators went and did what they did every game this season. They did all the way through the playoffs and they won the halftime adjustments. Well, sure. I have been, I have been highly critical of Andy Reid in the past. um, And I am happy to admit that I believe that Andy Reid has learned from his shortcomings and where he failed at Philadelphia, he was able to succeed in Kansas city. And one of the big things that he's gotten considerably better at in his career is halftime adjustments. And so kudos to him. Like, he did an incredible job with those halftime adjustments and being able to evaluate the first half and go, all right, what do we need to fix? So I think that was where the game was won, was was those halftime adjustments and how well that they did there.
0: I agree. And uh, as a side note to that, I also agree that um, Rihanna should have got at least one MVP vote because if it wasn't for that halftime show, we wouldn't have had enough time to, like, you know, they, they always say halftime adjustments. I'm sure you saw the quote from Peyton Manning mm-hmm. about halftime adjustments being the biggest myth in football, because by the time they get to the locker room, they have enough time right. to pee, eat an orange slice, and turn around and come back. <laughs> so, like, you know, maybe the coaches can make some sort of adjustments, but as far right. as, like, coaches to players, there's no adjustments. There is no time. <laughs> That's but fair. in a Super Bowl, when the halftime show is 30 minutes instead of 15 mm-hmm. minutes, they did have time to sit down and talk and... You know, like, Travis Kelsey's come out and talked about Patrick Mahomes' halftime speech, and nobody will tell us what he said, which is annoying, right. but I get it at the same time. But <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they actually had that extra 15 minutes, and I think Andy Reid has shown over and over again, if you give him more time to prepare, that mm-hmm. is the worst thing as you can yeah. do
1: as far as the other team's perspective. For sure. So... Let me look at his record coming off of the bye week.
0: Exactly, yeah. Give him an extra week, and in this case, Mm -hmm. give him an extra 15 minutes he doesn't normally (laughs) get at (sighs) halftime.
1: Yeah. No thanks. See you later. So, fun fact that I'm sure you won't know or care about, but uh, Gillette Stadium is, so the locker rooms, both the Patriots locker rooms and then the visiting team locker rooms are right next to each other. But by, I think, NFL rule, the two teams cannot enter and exit in the same place. There has to be a separate entrance for the visitors and the the home team. Um, and that's just to avoid fights and scuffles like we got in the Michigan game this year. Michigan-Michigan sure. State. Um, so what the, what the Patriots did when they built Gillette Stadium is they put their entrance on the opposite end of the stadium. Which means that for them, for the halftime, they have to walk out the entrance, walk all the way around the entire stadium to get to their locker room. And then all the way back. So they literally, there are times that they just stop in the hallway and they don't get all the way to the locker room.
0: And that's for the home team or the away team? The away team. Okay, you said they have to. So I was like, wait, oh, they no, did no. that and made that the home. Entr- that doesn't. Why would they do that? <laughs> like
1: make that the away entrance? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah no. Fuck, no, I got that's, you. That's that's the home field advantage.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean,
1: yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, same as whenever the. Well, not the same, but like whenever the Dolphins were there for their play or for a, a big play, uh, yeah, not a playoff game, but a big game last season, and it was like 12 degrees outside, and Belichick had thermostats installed all over the stadium. That's
0: funny. It was just like so one, put in, yeah,
1: one like in every locker, one all every down the hallways, like they were everywhere.
0: That's funny. Just
1: so they just, know, that's pretty. Just good. so they knew it was 12 degrees outside. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I am a little bummed. Nope, go ahead. Sorry, I am bummed. We forgot to do prop bets this year. And that was so much fun last year. I'm disappointed.
0: I am too, but uh, I I did look, uh, because I I live in a state with sports gambling now, so I looked at a lot of prop bets because I was going to place some. However, Mm -hmm. Colorado outlaws all the fun prop bets Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by a state law. So like, uh, you know, coin flip, Gatorade color, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. all of it was outlawed. But I was prepared, and I can tell you,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not that this is on record or anything, because we didn't do it. But right. I would have got like one right. <laughs> the only one that I was prepared for that I probably would have said is I would I would have picked tails, and I would have mm-hmm. picked the Chiefs winning the op- the uh, coin flip.
1: Yeah. Other
0: than that, I got everything wrong. I, I you know I would have picked a different Gatorade color than mm-hmm. it was. All of those I would have got wrong.
1: Yeah, so I I guess
0: in a way I'm glad we didn't do it because I would have been
1: very wrong. I would have won the Gatorade. Well, I'm confident I would have won the Gatorade color if the Eagles had won. Sure. Um, because there was a, a leak of information that the that they only use one flavor of Gatorade on their sideline the entire postseason. Sure. So, who I mean, who knows? Legitimacy that. Um, Sure. So, uh, and then I was, uh, I would have won the over on the national anthem because I knew Chris Stapleton would go over a minute fifty. Yeah, that's fine. I was fairly confident. And yeah. he did. He went. I think they I think two oh two was the official time.
0: Yeah, I think two oh two. I think I saw two oh six sometime. Either way, it's all over one fifty. Yeah, so. Exactly.
1: Anyway. I think it's time to get to our, our topic.
0: You know what? Let's do it. Our topic so is uh, sports related. It least. is sports related. And it is in fact a listener request. It is. It Which was. I do enjoy. And also, on top of it being a listener request, we also have a review to read. Oh. Hello. How cool is that? Because we don't have any reviews yet, but I actually have one now.
1: <laughs> hey.
0: So, yeah, let me get this review pulled up and we'll read it. This one's on our Facebook page. Ooh. Uh, so, whoever had the uh, plus two to one on our Facebook being our first uh, review. You're a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, this one comes from an Anthony Wilson. With the exception of the occasional Formula One drivel, Rude. this is an entertaining podcast. Stephen Logan are likable gents. You never know what you are going to get, and I enjoy that. Keep it up.
1: Anthony, thank you very, very much for the review. I am slightly offended at the F1 drivel comment. I tried to keep the F1 mentions to a minimum, but... My passions are strong. (laughs) That's fair. And and our season starts in like three weeks. I'm very excited. And Drive to Survive season five comes out Friday. I am so excited.
0: Well, anyway, so that we can keep uh, Mr. Wilson here listening past this moment, (laughs) let's get off of Formula One. And also, all right, and actually this episode suggestion comes from that same person. Mr. Wilson says, episode idea, most overrated athletes be sure to bring statistics to support your choices.
1: Ooh, I love it. I love it. I hey, think that's uh, a good
0: one. This one sounds fun, you and I have talked about this before, uh, mm-hmm. maybe not from a perspective of like more than one, we really only have one that we talk about a lot, but again, right. I'm not gonna bring that up because I don't know if it's on your list or not. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. and, and if it's not, I don't know, check Facebook. <laughs> Anybody who listens probably knows this particular conversation we're talking about, but. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Top three? You want to do top three? Sure. Cool. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. All right, go ahead.
1: All right. So, my number three most overrated athlete of all time is one that is often referred to as um, an NFL great quarterback, and I just don't understand it. And it is not who you're thinking of, it is Mr. Joe Namath. Excellent. I cannot stand Joe Namath okay so this man is touted as one of the greats in nfl quarterback history a lot of people put him on their mount rushmore and he is famous for one thing and one thing only and that is saying in super bowl three claiming that the new york jets will beat the baltimore colts now this was an incredible upset like it was shocking when it happens. But that was the only Super Bowl he won. So he won one Super Bowl. He had a touchdown to interception ratio of 173 touchdowns to 220 interceptions. That is atrocious. That is so bad. Um, he also had a completion percentage that was just slightly higher than a coin flip at 50.1%. one. 50.1%. Crazy. He might as well have just gone out there and flipped a coin toss every time. Right. Um and then he also only had one career winning season. Yeah, this that's... man should not be in Canton, Ohio. He should not be considered an NFL great. I do not understand it. I don't get it. it. Makes no sense. I am tired of hearing his name. He had one cool moment where he called winning the winning the Super Bowl and he did it. So good for him. It was impressive when they won that game. But nothing else about him so joe, May- joe Namath, joe nameth number three overrated quarterback
0: all right that's a good one i like that thanks one. what's your uh, number three i did uh he was he was in my honorable mentions he's one of the ones that i mm. uh that i researched so that's a good one he almost made my list so i'm not mm. surprised i, I kind of when i was researching it i was like this might be on both of our lists yeah all right my number three Going to be a uh, women's professional golfer. Her name is Michelle Wee West, I believe is mm. how you say her name. If it's not, I apologize. What do you want? Okay. From me? Huh? All right. Uh, so, Miss West, she became the youngest to qualify for a USGA amateur event at the age of 10. And this was back in 2000, just for perspective of where she is now versus when okay. all this happened. So sure, sure. sure. Uh, back in 2000, she became the youngest. Uh, to qualify for a USGA amateur event age 10 and then in 2000 I guess it would be 2003 cuz it was 3 years later uh, she became the youngest member to win a USGA adult event and in the same year the youngest to make the US Women's Open cut at the age of 13 okay she then also was the youngest to turn pro at age 16 in 2006
1: so so far you've you've uh, explained why she is underrated athlete
0: I sure have. But okay. in case uh, anyone listening has forgot, it's 2023.
1: Oh, right. I forgot what So I'm there's not.
0: been almost 20 years since any yep. of this stuff happened, so you would think I'm about to tell you a bunch of stats that are very Tiger Woods-like.
1: That's fair, yeah. Yep. Well,
0: I'm not, because oh. since then, she has won five LPGA Tour Championships Yikes. in almost 20 years and only yep. one major championship. She has finished second place twice in majors, mm-hmm. but still you know that's one first place two second place that's three in 20 years
1: almost it's not great
0: so I, I would say and I do kind of remember back when she became a thing I, like I, when I was starting to do research I remembered her name and I was like oh yeah whatever happened to her and then I was like oh that's probably why
1: mm-hmm. she's
0: coming up in my research here So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's she, um so yeah that's she comes in number three for me Michelle okay. Wee West okay go ahead give me your number two
1: yeah, number 2 is a athlete. This one might might catch me a little bit of heat, but I'm going to say and I ain't scared. Mr. Shaquille O'Neal. Mr. Shaquille O'Neal is touted as one of the greatest centers in the game to ever play the game. Um he is a big personality in the sport and I personally love his personality. I love seeing, you know, the commentary he does, the uh, whole NBA, I don't remember what that show is called on TNT, but the whole inside show, whatever they call it. Um, I really enjoy seeing him do that. But, he is so overrated as a center. Um, let's run I mean, for a center, what I mean, there are two statistics that you really hold yourself to. The first being points. Oh and the second being rebounds. Sure. Those are the two things that matter for a center. Like you okay. I mean if you ain't pulling double doubles on average, you're not an elite center. That's just the benchmark. Sure. Um now Shaquille O'Neal had his best rebounding season as a rookie. Okay. As far as rebounds per game. Since his rookie year, his numbers dropped every season. His rebound average was less than half of I think unarguably the two greatest centers to ever play the game and is Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell. His rebound average was half of those two athletes for their career. Uh, he never once led the league in rebounds his entire career. He also never developed into a playmaker like Russell or Chamberlain. He, just never developed that knack that you need to develop as you age into the league as a rookie. It's under, you know, it's understandable and it's okay to not be that way. But when you age and when you get older, you have to develop that playmaking skill. Um, His only good attribute that he really did statistically wise was scoring. Um, But he had the second highest shot percentage in NBA history, but that's only because he would not do anything but a dunk. If it wasn't a dunk, he wouldn't do it. He would just pass the ball. Uh, His free throw percentage was an absolute joke. I mean, the (laughs) hack-a-shack technique worked so so well because he was so terrible at free throws. So Shaquille O'Neal, I love the man. He's such a fun guy to watch. And I don't discount that he is a big, giant basketball player who is good at basketball but at the end of the day he just never developed into one of the greats and for me I just he's such an overrated basketball player I just don't see it
0: so, that's a good one I uh, i also also came across that name on my list uh, when I was doing research for this and the, the when I first saw his name I was like come on mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah. then I read it and I read more on it and I was like huh uh, I didn't put him on my list honestly because I thought you might um, because you're more of an NBA guy than I am, so I yep. thought maybe you'd kind of go that way. The other name that I saw very closely tied to him uh, was mm-hmm. Kobe on a few different lists. People were talking Ooh. about how... Yeah, and I was like, uh, get out of here with that heat. I just Ouch. deleted it. I was like, I don't wanna, I don't even want to read it. Maybe yeah. they're true, because I had the same thought about Shaq, but I was like, mm-mm, I don't even no. want to read it. No, no, no I don't want to no. know if it's true. I refuse.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, All right. you're going to go to two. my number two. My number two... All right, my number two is Pee-wee Reese. Do you know who Pee-wee Reese is, Logan?
1: I do know who Pee-wee Reese is, yes.
0: Good. I know that's kind of, some people may not know who that is. A lot of people do. But Mm -hmm. either way, he played shortstop and a little bit of third base for the Brooklyn Dodgers back in the uh, 40s and 50s.
1: Mm Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Pee-wee Reese was known for his glove. Mm Mm-hmm. He was known to have a really good glove, uh, kind of be flashy and stuff like that. The more research I did on it, and the reason that he made my list, mm-hmm. is because his glove wasn't really as good as people remember it being. mm mm-hmm. uh, It seems like a lot of his stuff was A, because he played for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Pretty mm-hmm. much anybody who played for the Brooklyn Dodgers was you know, top notch. Um, but also, he was kind of flashy with the stuff that he did, so it made yeah. it look a little better. But in reality, first of all, he had a career batting average of 269. Mm-hmm. which is it's
1: not great. Yeah, not great. It's not awful, it's, but it's It's not, fine. Yeah,
0: it's fine. it's fine. Exactly, fine. Great word for it. Yeah. Uh his career fielding average was a 962.962. .962. So, uh for anybody listening that doesn't know what that means, basically that means out of 1000 ground balls or balls hit to him, mm-hmm. he would correctly field with no errors 962 of them. That's what that right. means. Um now the average the considered average for high-end infielders, that's hard to say, yeah. high-end infielders, so like mm-hmm. the good, yeah, yeah, yeah. the average is .970. Yeah. So he's a little bit below average. He also, in his 16 season, that's key, I'm, we'll come back to why. Okay. In his 16 seasons, he had 388 errors. Now, to that's put awesome. that into perspective, because I'm guessing you probably, like me, when I first read that number, was... Is that a lot? I don't like <laughs> I'm like over 16 year. Like that's kind of hard to just immediately
1: think. Is that Three, a whole lot? 388 divided by 16.
0: Exactly. I was <laughs> like the math and stuff. I'll do you one better. <laughs> do you know who Brooks Robinson is?
1: Um yes.
0: Most people also do. Um uh-huh. I personally think Brooks Robinson is the best infielder of all time. Um yeah. he played he played third base and a, and a little bit of shortstop as well. Mm-hmm. Um his career fielding average was .971. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he had 263 errors. Yeah. Brooks Robinson played for 23 seasons. Mhm. So he played 7 more seasons yeah. than P.R. Reese did, but he had almost 100 errors less.
1: That is that is crazy how much how many more errors that that small percentage. Exactly. Chain like that's that's such
0: a small percentage, but that's a lot a lot more errors. Um, and there's no way to look up costly errors, at least that I could find. Right. Um, as far as like how many of those errors were like cost them a game or cost yeah. them a series, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there that may be out there, but I couldn't find it. Um, one more right. interesting career, uh, one more comparison that I want to throw in here too, because I think it's kind of interesting actually. Uh, another player that also played 23 seasons, Greg Maddox. Who, yes, is a pitcher, but is often considered the best fielding pitcher of all time. Yep. Agreed. Greg Maddox played in the NL, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but his career fielding percentage was .970.
1: Hmm.
0: And he, mm-hmm. in 23 seasons, had 57 errors. Wow. Now, to be fair, he didn't play every game. He was a pitcher. He didn't play yeah. every single game. But yeah. still, 57 errors in twenty three yeah. seasons, that's roughly ish, a little over two errors per season that he plays on. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's the that thing. That and is he's shocking.
0: a pitcher. So like pitchers don't take ground balls in practice. Exactly. Well Greg Maddox exactly. probably did with that kind yeah, of probably with that kind of fielding average. So you know, when I was looking at those comparisons especially, as well as other comparisons, those were just the two notable ones. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well to me this is the definition of overrated, you know? Mm-hmm. Now I think there is a there is a difference between overrated and overhyped, mm-hmm. and I do think like you know my last one Michelle West Michelle Wee West she may have been a little more overhyped than overrated right yeah kind of exactly. thing, mm-hmm. but I think it's kind of a fine line you know so I think it's right. still good but Piri Reese I think definitely overrated
1: that's my number two, I can agree with that I can agree with that, that's interesting and I think that the biggest highlight that I take away from that is I think that shows truly how many like Defensive plays an average major league baseball player takes in a year. I mean, when you're talking about you're talking about hundreds of errors difference, and that constitutes a 0.08 or 0.008 percent difference. Like that's crazy. Exactly. So, all right. Well, my number one, I think is going to anger a lot of people, uh, including you, because I have a feeling I'm about to create hump for you. Okay. Um. my number one most overrated athlete of all time is David Beckham.
0: David Robert Joseph Beckham?
1: David Beckham. Interesting. Did I create a home for you?
0: You did technically not.
1: Hey. So, David Beckham is, I think, the most well-known name in soccer. Uh, considering when we're talking about outside of soccer, people that know his name, um, especially if you go back ten years ago and you asked random people on the street, you know, name name a soccer player, David Beckham is probably who they'd say. Uh, he was insanely popular for his on the field performance, as well as his wife, as well as his off the field everything. I mean, he was in commercials, and uh, he was just a well known athlete. Um, but Let's let's look at some statistics here. Um, so he started his career at Manchester United. Uh, well, his senior career, he uh, I know he came from I think Tottenham's uh, academy if I remember correctly. Um, right. But for Manchester United, he played 388 appearances. He scored 85 goals and 109 assists over those 388. Um, that's about that's a decent number. Like that's nothing terrible, but that's that's decent. Um, After that, he then decided that he wanted to go play for um, Real Madrid. He wanted to go play for the Super Club. Uh, He had 159 appearances. He scored 20 goals and 52 assists. A little worse off, but, I mean, it's still okay. Uh, But then we start his MLS stint. Now, I'm not going to consider statistics from his MLS stint, because especially at the time, uh, he was insanely out of his league. Like he was playing in the MLS in his prime. Um and so I'm not counting any of those statistics, but even then they're not that good. Uh from there he went on loan to AC Milan where he did 33 games, he had 2 goals and 9 assists. Uh and then from there he went back to the MLS uh and then LA Galaxy released him. He went to PSG where he had two appearances no goals or assists and he ended his career so overall not truly impressive statistics there is nothing there that shows that he's a flashy like that he's really really great he doesn't belong in an elite club like there's nothing there that really shows it well a lot of people will then argue well you're not counting as international play Fine, let's look at his international play. For the England um, England national team, he had 115 career caps, including friendlies, everything. Um, he scored 17 goals in 115 caps. He had 18 yellow cards in those 115 caps. <laughs> that man was well known on the field for one thing and one thing only, and that is really good free kicks and the whole bend it like Beckham thing. Yeah, he was good at... And his wife. yeah, He was really, really good at free kicks. He was really good at one thing. He was not a great on-the-field performer. He was not great at scoring. I mean, you watch his performances. His first instinct when he gets the ball is not to attack or make space. His instinct is to open the play up for somebody else, which every player, every team needs those players. I'm not saying that that's not the case. I just don't think he should get touted in as one of the top players to play the game, like a lot of people do. So for me, David Beckham, I think, is the most overrated athlete of all time. Boom. Done.
0: That, that is a uh, really good one. I researched that one quite a bit as well. Um, the yes. only other stat that I found uh, that was on there, and it kind of totes mm-hmm. to your... You're talking about the only thing he's known really known for, bend it like Beckham, mm-hmm. is his free kicks. Uh, he scored 65 free kicks. In his career, 65. That puts him fifth That's all time. That's a lot. I mean, that that is a lot, but, like, you know, he's fifth on a list behind um, Victor Legro Talg. Never heard of him. I don't <laughs> know who that is. Uh, Ronaldinho, huh. um, who we'll come back to. Yep. Um, oh, okay. And then number two is Pele with 70, Sh- which sure. is another really popular uh, overrated soccer player that I've noticed through my research, and that was I've another kind of like Kobe Get that mm-hmm. out of my face. I don't yeah, want to see I'll, it. Yeah, I'll fight you on that one. Yeah. And then the number one is Eugenio Pernambucano. Hmm. You know, you remember him. Yeah. yeah him. He has 77 free kick goals. But, I mean, like, so if you think about it, his 65, uh-huh. he's only four ahead of Messi. Yeah. And only, f- uh, if I remember correctly, uh, it, this list doesn't go back um, past where Messi is, but I believe Ronaldo's at 60. Uh, um, yeah. So, like, Ronaldo and Messi are right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Messi doesn't even take free kicks as often because he's on a team mm-hmm. with Neymar, and I guess Mbappe <laughs> doesn't really take them, but, yeah. you know. So, I'm like, even if you factor that in, like, yeah, he's uh-huh. he's in the top five, but he's still not. You would think with how popular and how everybody knows what Bend It Like Beckham means, even exactly. non-soccer players know where mm-hmm. it comes from. He's still only fifth. Mm-hmm. So Exactly but yeah I agree he, I also think he's overrated I kind of always did but
1: mm-hmm. you know that's fair I also,
0: I also was partial to Landon Donovan for absolutely no reason objectively <laughs> but I'm American so of course I was like no Landon Donovan's better
1: yeah yeah yep, yep, yep.
0: but you know we have absolutely
1: right. no statistics to back that one up but no Lane and, and there aren't better. any like objectively if I look <laughs> at
0: it there aren't any but I'm an American and, and yep. you're not going to tell me that So exactly
1: yep no that's fair alright
0: so my mm-hmm. number one your number one was not on your list. That's, That's my surprising. List.
1: I thought I thought I'd get you.
0: My number one,
1: uh huh,
0: is Danica Patrick.
1: Oh, very nice. You stole my honorable mention.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, now this one may be another one of those overhyped versus overrated kind of things. Sure. Um, but I specifically remember when she came into NASCAR people were like yo yeah, this this chick's going to be going to be good. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think it's a little bit of both. Maybe a little more overhype, but either way, she's my number one. That's um, now she was the first female to win an IndyCar race in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really cool. I yeah. take zero credit away from her for that. Mm-hmm. Um she she was in IndyCar's top 5 once, like their rating system. Um, sorry, I was reading how I typed this, and it didn't make sense. And then I was like, "Oh, I, I get what I typed." Um, IndyCar's top five once she won one race in five campaigns in IndyCar. Yep. yep. So her highly touted coming into NASCAR from the mm. beginning didn't really make a whole lot of sense, other than she was a female driver, which again I take nothing away from her for that.
1: Right. Absolutely. Um,
0: but I'm not. I'm, we're, I'm not talking man versus woman here. I'm looking at just strictly their output in the in the in the sport. Correct. Whether they're overrated or not. Once she got to NASCAR, well, uh, she's never won a NASCAR race. Yeah, that is correct. And uh, she has finished top 10 only three times. Yep. Since, I I believe it's 2010. Uh, 2010 ish is when she got into into NASCAR. So at least 10 years, she Mm -hmm. only has three top 10 finishes and has never won. Correct. So I remember all the hype with her coming in. Credit to her for being the first female to break in uh, to NASCAR and being. Somewhat decent at IndyCar, also, but if you mm-hmm. look at it from a performance only, she didn't really do anything in NASCAR. So, correct. I think she her, really hype is, her hype was more about uh, that she's really pretty, and mm-hmm. uh, which is sad that that's what she gets all of her credit for because she's right, still exactly. she's still an incredible racer mm-hmm. uh, and an incredible athlete. I don't think I could, as much as I joke about NASCARs just driving left, I probably couldn't do it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that's fair. That's my number one, Danica Patrick.
1: I I do not disagree with that I mean like I said she was on my honorable mentions list she is um one that we heard so much about and unfortunately I think she was she was more she was mentioned so much as a marketing scheme if anything else and I hate to say that because she didn't deserve that she deserved to have a chance to make it for herself but she just they typed her up too much and she just never could perform and unfortunately it just never never came to tuition, fruition for so
0: agree 100 so well i mean what can you do
1: what can you do you know yeah all right uh
0: you got any honorable mentions
1: i do i actually have three that I, I was
0: gonna say you got any honorable mentions that i didn't steal
1: well okay so i have two i mean i have the danica patrick i mean sure. the statistic i was gonna highlight there is she's got one career win Yep. in all of professional racing. Like yep. when you consider the upper leagues, she has one win. That's just uh, for for her to be a household name for people like you and I who don't know, don't watch that kind of racing. I mean, I know I'm F1, but that style of racing, like we shouldn't know her name as much as we do. Um, and she's just overhyped. Um, for me, my second is actually a category of athletes. Uh, And I'm going to take a real hard stance here that nobody's going to like. But that is athletes that are in doping scandals. Okay. Um, I'm looking at you, Alex Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at you, Lance Armstrong. Okay. Um, There's other athletes that I can't think of at the exact moment. But if you are one of the greats of your sports and you are in a doping scandal, immediately it's all gone. I don't care, like... Alex Rodriguez should be considered one of the greatest to ever play the game, and in my opinion, he's not. He yeah, he only got caught once, but there we have no idea what he's done before then. So for me, I think any athletes involved in doping scandals immediately get knocked down a million pegs. I have. What about Michael zero. Phelps? Refresh my memory, Michael Phelps. His was just um, he smoked pot, correct? Yep. Okay um that is a slightly different for me just because it's not a performance enhancing drug um that is simply he broke the rules that were set before him that's a stupidity thing like it doesn't make him less of a good athlete it's just he broke stupid rules and that i mean he's an idiot for it but i don't i don't consider that to make him less of a good athlete
0: Fair. That's so. I, I agree with that one for sure. I was yep. just curious. Yep. Uh, the doping one, we've we've talked about this before. Yep. Um, I guess I don't really care about the doping as much as some other people and sure. as much as I thought I would just because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, everybody does something. There's so many different, you know, there's so many different ways that everybody does something. You know, like mm-hmm. hitters are taking PEDs. Pitchers are using stick and stuff on their – on the ball to get more spin and mm-hmm. you know I'm like are any of these really any different if you really boil it down sure you know? that's Like, because would a PED help a pitcher get more spin on a ball probably not it could maybe mm-hmm. help him throw it faster but even at that probably not because your velocity more comes from the way your arm springs mm-hmm. which is more to do with your bone structure than anything else sure so like would a PED so no so I guess then at the same level for a pitcher PEDs would be you know the rosin or whatever it is the stickum stuff that they i can't yeah. remember what it's called but that but they put on like uh, their no, hat st- or their arm or you know wherever yeah yeah to get it onto the ball that's what yeah. they're using to get more spin so i'm like sure. to me that's the same thing and does anybody care about that all that much not as much as people care about peds so i'm, well, like, I'm not sure about that well i mean there are i'm just saying like is is are there, is there the same amount of people caring about stick them on the ball as there are people caring about steroids. I don't think so. I think people yep. make a way bigger deal about steroids than they do. No, they I'd do agree with that. Stick them stuff.
1: That's a fair argument. I would agree with that.
0: So that's just kind of my argument. It's like, you know, th- and even back then, like, I'm sure, you know, just some other, uh, Barry Bonds is another big one, Mark McGuire. Uh, Mark McGuire was on my list of uh, overrated. Same with Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, those were two of my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of PED stuff. uh but it's like, you think any of those balls that they hit out while they were on PEDs had a bunch of sticky stuff on it that was used mm-hmm. to try to strike them out because they were hitting home runs? Yeah, probably most of them, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, that's Let's just kind of my stance. But Okay. Um, All right.
1: Well, hit me up with one of your honorable mentions.
0: I'm going to go with uh, one that I think most people wouldn't think of until you really look at it. Okay. Um, One of my favorite soccer players going growing up in mm-hmm. fact, he was my favorite soccer player. Okay. Um, Ronaldinho. Oh. Now, I had, you know, MySpace back in the day, and I don't know if you remember, you <laughs> could like you could decorate your MySpace with, like, backgrounds yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mine yeah. was Ronaldinho everywhere. I had Ronaldinho stuff all over the place. He was my favorite soccer player because he was fun to watch. Yeah. But, Mine was
1: Manchester United.
0: That's fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, I mean, if you really look at his stats, he played mm-hmm. 12 seasons. He scored 114 goals. Like his highest mm-hmm. season was 2006, 2007 for Barcelona. He mm-hmm. scored 21 goals. It's I don't know if anybody listening is familiar with Marcus Rashford, but <laughs> yeah. he's already got 21 goals this year, and the season's yeah. not even over. So, yeah, like that's definitely yeah, not a lot. No, 114 goals in 12 seasons is just like that's not when when you think of Ronaldinho, you know, he was more just flashy.
1: Yeah, you know that's, he. Yeah,
0: he was really like he was really cool to watch. But exactly, you know, 114 divided by 12 is nine and a half.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's you not know, what nine and a half goals per season. Yeah, that doesn't even sound right. But nine and a half <laughs> times 12 is 114. So nine and a half goals a season.
1: That's, that's low. You know, that's really low.
0: That's just that, like that those like that's just that's overrated. Yes, yeah. that's, that's got overrated written all over it.
1: And I think you know? he's, I think he's another one of those where he is um, just as popular for what he did outside of the game and mm-hmm. his personality. And um, I mean, he was just a fun player to watch. Like you exactly. said, he was flashy. I think he's more a benefit of that than he is his actual skill and his actual performance on the field.
0: Exactly. And I he, agreed. you know, he yeah. he was flashy. He was good. He was a good dribbler. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of his goals were the coolest looking. But also something that a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. is that he was a pretty bad alcoholic. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Which, his prime was spent drinking himself to death, basically. Mm. So he played from age 21 to age 30. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't play again professionally until age 33. Mm. So age like 31 to 33, ed- end of 30 to beginning of 33, he had a real bad drinking problem. And he was just drinking all the time. So now, kudos to him to for being able to, uh, you know, put that down and get mm-hmm. back into shape and go back to play football. Now he played yep. in the Brazilian league for Atlético Mineiro, and then he played in the in uh, Liga MX uh, in the Mexican league for Queratero. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> sure. Um, so he definitely, you know, but the last team he played for was uh, Milan in Italy in Serie, A, and they won mm-hmm. the league that year. Yeah, um, that was the last team he played on before he got into his you know drinking issue. So, it's fair. It's, it's kind of sad, and honestly, that's a big reason why I didn't put him in my list. Is because while I think he he is overrated, because his stats just don't they just don't add up there. Um, yeah, he was really more like his stats maybe didn't really add up because he missed his prime. You know, he didn't get to really play in his prime because of mm-hmm. other issues. So that's fair. Sad and kind of a sad ending for a for it a pretty is. good player, but I mean he's not dead. He's sad. still he's still playing I don't think he's playing professionally anymore, but I I think I saw him on something recently. He I don't remember what he was doing, but he's playing mm-hmm. somewhere. Not in any like professional league, but Yeah. Well so there you go. That's my honorable mention. Or okay. one. I have one other one if you have another one.
1: I have one more as well. Sweet. Um all right. So my last honorable mention. I'm going to give you what you want. My honorable mention of overrated athletes is Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Now, let me say my piece. Let me say my argument, and then I'll get out of the way, and I'll let you say whatever you want to say. All right. I'll give it to you. I'll give you the floor. So here is the reason that I think Patrick Mahomes is an overrated quarterback. Now, I'm going to be incredibly clear I am not saying he's not a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's not a great quarterback. I am saying he is a overrated quarterback. Now here's why I think he's overrated. Um, the, the Kansas City Chiefs fandom, the everybody, and there's biasy because I live here, and let's be a little bit honest, Chiefs fans can be pretty obnoxious at times. They make the list every year of obnoxious fan bases. Not everybody, I know lots of good Chiefs fans, you being one of them sometimes, but they can be a little obnoxious. And so there's probably a little bias here, but he is cons- a lot of people treat him and talk about him like he's already the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. And I don't care how you slice it. That is simply not true. I don't even think he's in the top five of all time quarterbacks to ever play the game yet. And here's the reason why every statistic and every time somebody says oh but here's why he's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game there always are statistics revolving around he was he achieved this this achievement in the fewest number of games he achieved this statistic he was the youngest player to do that he's the uh, most super bowls for an athlete under 27 whatever the situation is everything is always preceded by it has something to do with his age or he was the youngest player to do said thing And while that is impressive, and again, he is a great quarterback and will probably be a GOAT one day, he is not there yet because he does not have the career accolades, he does not have the total career resume that can put him as the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. And right now, he is treated like he is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, and he's just simply not. He is still young. He's still evolving. He's still 27 years old. Let's be honest, his greatest years are still yet to come, which is kind of scary. But he is still not done writing his resume yet. If he retired tomorrow, he would probably end up in Canton. Maybe not justified, but he would end up in Canton. But he would not be considered the GOAT. And that is how people treat him. Now, is he a great quarterback? Is he going to be uh, is he going to be the GOAT? Probably, but he's not there yet, and I need people to stop treating him like that. So there's my piece, there's my opinion. Have fun with it. That is what I believe.
0: All right. Well, I have a couple thoughts on this one. Please. Um I will say you and I have had similar conversations recently. Mm -hmm. After the World Cup, you and I talked about, does this solidify Messi as the GOAT? Sure. Over Ronaldo. Mm -hmm. And if you think back to it, do you remember what my opinion was?
1: Uh, Yes, you you said yes. Because of his performance in in the World Cup, yes.
0: Okay, now do you remember what my follow-up to that was?
1: Uh, that it won't matter in 10 years or so. Because? Uh, Mbappe is going to take that.
0: Exactly. Because Kylian Mbappe is is a thing. He's just yep. too young right now. Correct. I think it's exactly the same thing. Okay. Is Patrick Mahomes the GOAT right this second? No. He's not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I'd say Tom Brady probably still is. Okay. Though I think there's some argument that you could have for that, but... Sure. But a lot less argument. You know, I'd still give it to Tom Brady. But okay. it doesn't matter <laughs> because Patrick Mahomes is killing Mbappe. He's just younger. Yeah. You know, if you if you do what I think is a more fair comparison, and I know you've said this before that you hate when people do this, but you look at both of them at age 27, which is what Mahomes is right now. hmm Yep. So Tom Brady had two rings and two Super Bowl MVPs. They're tied on that. Yep. That's the only thing they're tied on. Mm-hmm. That's that it. Right? That's the only mm-hmm. thing they're tied on right now. Tom Brady mm-hmm. had two Pro Bowls. Patrick Mahomes has 5
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In six years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, uh, Tom Brady, 97 touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes, 192. He has almost 100 more touchdowns in yeah. the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. 13,919 yards for Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. 24,241 yards for Patrick Mahomes. hmm That's 10,000 more yards.
1: That is that is 10,000 more yards, yes.
0: 52 interceptions for Tom Brady, 49 mm-hmm. for Patrick Mahomes. A lot mm-hmm. of people say he's careless with the ball, and he makes a lot of crazy throws, and <laughs> that's going to come back to bite him. And uh-huh. Well, 49 interceptions. That's it. <laughs> he's got two MVPs. He's got one offensive player of the year and two first-team All-Pros. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of a more fair comparison, I think, to compare that's them to compare them at age twenty-seven. Now, I am saying, I do not think Patrick Mahomes is the goat right now. He's okay. the he's the greatest player in the league, period. Right now, there's nobody better than him. Agreed. Yes. And I do think he is the greatest quarterback talent we've ever seen. I, okay. So so I think that's where our our uh, discontent comes from and I do understand your point of why you think he's overrated because people are giving him and they're saying he is the goat right now I understand okay. your point I do
1: Thank you appreciate that
0: I just look at it as like yeah he's not the goat right now because mm-hmm. he's all he's 27 Cur- you yeah. know but if but even if you arguably look at it and say like okay well what did the goat Tom Brady accomplish when he was 27? hell of a lot less than Patrick Mahomes has accomplished. That is fair. And you look at his playoff career, all-time rankings. I have them right here in a screenshot that I took from people that sent me. Passing rateage, completion percentage, total yards per game, passing TDs, and touchdown-to-interception ratio. He's first in all of those. Now, that's all-time with all quarterbacks with 12 or more starts in the playoffs.
1: Uh, You're saying he being uh, Mahomes, correct? Yes, Mahomes is
0: first in all of those. Now, those rankings... Are before the AFC Championship game this year. That's when yes. I got that picture. Okay. So that's not counting the last two playoff games that he played in. Mm-hmm. But that's with all quarterbacks with twelve or more, twelve okay. or more ratings. He also has a better record in the playoffs than pretty much anybody else at his age. Mm-hmm. So I just think you know it's. B- but but again, I understand your point of why you why you say he's overrated. Because if you're yeah. looking at his people saying he's a goat right now. Mm-hmm then i guess technically i would understand
1: your point point. and that is that is my point now i will make t- two small counter arguments okay one i do not think patrick mahomes is going to be able to play to 45 years old or that's however insane. old um i that's insane saying you're saying i'm wrong
0: yeah you can't hit the quarterback now Brady played when you could still hit the quarterback.
1: Quarterback's the most protected player in any in any sport pretty. I quickly. can assure you that you can hit the quarterback. The referees just might get mad about it.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, that's true.
1: But Um I watched the AFC Championship game.
0: That's true. Yeah, that's
1: true. Um No, I I don't think Patrick Mahomes is gonna be able to play to 45. Um, I think what Tom Brady did is something that will likely never happen again. Especially because I watched Patrick Mahomes on that on that stage that man does not take care of his body like tom brady did
0: that's not fair (laughs)
1: um tom brady was a freak of nature that got better in his career and that's kind of my second point is that the greatest years of tom brady's career were probably the last 10 years of his career the what he did at his in his elder years in in new england um i mean what he did in tampa bay i mean that team was not that good. And he led them to a Super Bowl.
0: You're right. Like, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are awful.
1: Okay, he had a receiving core and he had a yeah. decent O line. I just I And
0: a stellar defense, which is yeah, what Tom Brady always uh, needs to win a Super Bowl. Just throwing that's, that out there.
1: Well, that's I mean, my grandma could win with a stellar defense, a good offensive line, and two wide receivers.
0: <laughs> Joe Namath. Flashback <laughs> to earlier this episode.
1: Hopefully. <laughs> My main point there is that what he did in the last 10 years, I think I think if he's going to retain the GOAT status, I think that is going to be what made the difference is that I think he achieved more in the last 10 years than what potentially Patrick Mahomes could do. Um, I'm not saying that's – I mean, that's just a small little – if he's going to keep it, if Tom Brady's going to keep the goat, it's going to be because of that, because of how long he played in the league and how long he was able to amass all of these records and accolades. That's fair. If that's, I don't think that's gonna happen. I do think Patrick Holmes is still gonna do it in a lot less time than Tom Brady spent in the league, but that's just I, a little caveat I put on it.
0: I, I, I understand that point. That Those are fair points. I will say the one thing that I think of that won't end up mattering mm-hmm. uh, is the amount of Super Bowl rings. I don't think that matters as much as people think it does. I think, if I think if Mahomes gets to five rings, maybe even four, depending on his other stats, mm-hmm. uh, but five for sure, then the rings mm-hmm. don't matter. Simply That's because true. simply because not one player doesn't win a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, you know I, there was at least one. At least one. I mean, you've seen the arguments about how Brady got his rings. There's at least one he won. A, he got on a, on a walk off field goal. Sure. To be fair, the Chiefs literally just won a Super Bowl with a walk off field goal. Yeah. But but I mean, that's my point. There's not, you know, it's 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 a team. A team it's sport. a team game. So I think, yep. you know, the as long as Mahomes gets to four, depending on his other stats, five for sure. Rings don't matter.
1: I would agree. I think he needs to get to five. Yeah. Um. I don't think he needs to needs to surpass Brady, no. although he might just do it.
0: Oh yeah, and it, it'll be um, in a Chiefs uniform and I'm gonna love it, which will bring me to my my final point that I'm gonna make, but okay. I have one more point before that one. Okay. Um go ahead. The other thing I just want to briefly touch on. Yes. Go ahead. You said right now, Patrick Mahomes is not a top five quarterback of all time.
1: Of all time, no. Who
0: in the world? What four quarterbacks, or I guess five quarterbacks, would you put above Patrick Mahomes already right now today? Well. Because for me, Patrick Mahomes is number three of all time already right now. If he retired right now. Also, the other thing that you said, if Mahomes retired right now, Mm -hmm. he's in Canton uh, Canton tomorrow.
1: Already. Well, eight years from now. I mean, well, right. I
0: mean, not literally, (laughs) but, like, he's already done enough to get into Canton.
1: You're probably right you are probably right there. He does. Um, this, uh, my brain always likes, wants to put the bar really, really high for, uh, um, um, the bar to make it into Canton, but you're probably right. He probably makes it into Canton. Sure.
0: I mean, if, if Eli Manning makes it in because he has two rings and literally nothing else that Mahomes yep. definitely, he also has two rings.
1: <laughs> um, here's my top five right now. Okay. Of all time quarterbacks. Okay. Um, I'm putting in, I mean, Tom Brady, um, Joe Montana. Okay. Um, I hate to say it because I hate the man, but what he did in his career was just great. Uh, Peyton Manning. Okay. Um, Johnny Unitas. Okay. And then Drew uh, Drew Brees.
0: Okay. So I agree with your top two. Yep. Tom Brady, Joe Montana. Okay. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is number three. And that's fair. He, I mean, he's he's accomplished the same the same things that Peyton Manning has accomplished, other than yards yeah. and stuff. But that kind of stuff comes with longevity, obviously. Like he can't. I mean, that's Pat, Patrick can't have thrown for seventy thousand yards because right he's not in the that's league my that point long. Though. But but I that's mean, he's my got the same though. amount of Super Bowls. He has this. He has I think more MVPs. I don't remember how many times did Peyton win MVP. I don't know. I don't want to look it up right now because we're already pretty close to where yep. we want to be for the end of the episode, but you know he's he's already accomplished the same amount of stuff as Peyton Manning minus passing yards but in reality when it comes down to the end of it if we're looking at you know if Mahomes gets four super bowls and but he's 2000 short yards of Peyton Manning he's still going to be above him
1: yeah but that's a that's a different conversation we're talking about right now um, and those career accolades matter because part of being the GOAT, being the greatest quarterback to ever play the game is the longevity aspect of it. You had to not only do it well for, uh, you know, five seasons or however many full seasons he's had, you need to have done it consistently for 10, 15 years. And that is part of the equation when it comes to the greatest quarterbacks of all time. All the quarterbacks I mentioned did it for long periods of time, and that's why they're as good as – that's why I rank them as high as they are because they've proven that they can not only do it for a handful of seasons, but they can do it for a career. Yeah, that's fair. Now, we're not counting Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl where he showed up, threw yeah, a couple right. passes, threw an interception, and and won a Super Bowl. That's true. But
0: That's true. I just think, like, you look at what he's accomplished in such a short amount of time, Sure. Uh, he mm-hmm. he's uh, he's already above above Peyton Manning for me, and above Johnny Unitas, and above whoever your fifth. Was. I don't even remember who your fifth <laughs> was. But, um, <laughs> I I got. S- I, I heard. I knew you were gonna say Peyton Manning. Like that. I, that's who everybody's next was. But yeah, I just think you know Terry Bradshaw is another one that I think is yeah is is is, is in the argument at least. But he I don't know. I think Patrick's way. already number three right now for me. Okay. You know, you look that's back her. at every everything he's accomplished and how short. I, I mean, we've hosted. Five straight AFC Championship games. Yeah. Hosted. Not just played in, hosted.
1: Mm-hmm. That which is also, an incredible team achievement, yes. It is, it is.
0: But at the same time, you take away Patrick Mahomes, how many of those are we in?
1: Um, th- I, That's very fair. I don't think you're in uh, four, four of those, probably. I, I'd, I'd say one.
0: maybe we make one. Yeah. Maybe. Alex Smith maybe could have got us to one of those AFC Championship games, but...
1: I would agree with that. I, I would I think, also
0: agree if you had said zero. I also probably would have agreed with that.
1: <laughs> I think that I mean, and I know that this is not why paint or uh, why why uh, Patrick Mahomes has the career he does. He's proven this season he can do it without those those athletes. Um, but Travis Kelsey and Tra- Tyreek Hill gave him the ability to develop those skills with those incredible athletes on the field, and gave him the ability to kind of get over those first couple years. And get him to a point where now he can perform without them. That's true. Um, so I think I think Alex Smith gets you to one, um, one or two with those athletes for sure. Yeah, I I could I
0: could see I could see maybe one, but not five.
1: No, I would we, that, not. And five. not
0: in a row, and not all at home, and not three yeah. Super Bowls in four years, and winning two of those. And you know yeah. we don't do any of that without without Patrick. But that kind right. of ties me into my last point and something that I need to touch on. As a passionate Chiefs fan, Mm -hmm. I have to defend my fellow Chiefs fans. And yes, I understand your bias because you live in Kansas City or Kansas City area. Mm -hmm. And you're not. I know you're not not a Chiefs fan, but they're they're not your main team. Correct. I'm going to take you back, okay? Please do. I graduated high school in 2009.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. We won four games that season. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I want to take you back to my junior year in high school. Logan, we won two games that season.
1: I'm
0: going to take you back to my sophomore year of high school. We won four games that season. Sophomore, junior, senior year of high school. We won ten games. Three years, ten games. Mm -hmm. We won 17 games this year, including the Super Bowl. That's a franchise record, by the way. Yeah. That's why Chiefs fans are obnoxious. Sure. Because we put up with so much crap for <laughs> so many years. Yeah. So much crap football. So much, so much, you know, leadership that didn't care. So many coaches that were terrible. Nobody wanted to listen. Nobody cared. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this fan base is the only fan base I know that pretty much single-handedly got a coach fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, That's you know, fair. this th- this fan base has put up with a lot. 2012... We won two games again.
1: <laughs> two games. Yeah.
0: We had Dwayne Bowe, Jamal Charles, and Matt Castle as our quarterback, but Oof, we had much. we had some pretty good people on that team. Uh, not Matt Castle, but thank <laughs> you. <laughs> but we won two games that year. The next the very next year was our first uh-huh. year with Andy Reid. Yeah. Lost the wild card and we won eleven games.
1: Is that the like, Titans game? Or is I that don't the Colts? Wanna,
0: I don't want to talk about it. I don't. The Colts it. game, it's the cult. Right. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we, like people want. You know, people are like, "Oh well, Chiefs fans are getting obnoxious. You know what? We've earned being obnoxious. <laughs> we we have been through so much crap to get to where we are now, and now we are finally here with a quarterback and a coach that are just, you know, insane, insanely good. Yeah. And we're enjoying mm-hmm. our success. And yeah, we get a little bit obnoxious about it, but we get passionate about it. That's what we get. We get (laughs) passionate about it. Do you see how many people were at that parade on Wednesday?
1: There was a lot.
0: There's no way to count it, but they were estimating 1.5 million. Yeah. You know, there's math and stuff they can do to try to figure it out. 1.5 million is what they came up with. And Mm -hmm. I will say, the other thing that I thought was cool, Mm -hmm. that is more people than were there in 2019. The year was 2020, but it was the 2019 season when we won our first Super Bowl. Yeah. There were more people there this year. Than that mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. which means our fandom's growing. A lot of them are bandwagons, but right, you know, as, as mm-hmm. one of as one of the many that have been a Chiefs fan since I was a wee little lad, and I know you've known me for several of the last years. Really, most of the years we were good, but you knew me back in you knew me back in 2012 when we won two games. Mm-hmm. I, I was did. I still wore Chiefs gear every day.
1: You <laughs> did, you did.
0: So that i I, ha- I have to defend my fan base that's why we're obnoxious because we put up with crap for so long yeah
1: and i you know what respect to you guys i get it i cannot really argue and push back on that too much my final thing is independent surveys have shown for like decades that you guys are obnoxious yeah so well, we're the best fan base in the NFL done I'll t- I, uh, that's fine. You can have it. Of course of course, we're obnoxious. We're the best. We have Matt hey. Castle, for God's sake. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Uh, where do they need to go to find us on social media? Oh,
0: I can't believe I didn't even mention that yet. <laughs> if you guys want to hit us up on Twitter, TRU underscore pod on Reddit, R slash TRU podcast on Facebook. Well, that one's easy. Just search Talk, Record, Upload. We'll pop yeah. up. Mr. Anthony Wilson did it. He left us a feedback And let me tell you, it warms our little hearts to see those feedbacks and see that people listen and that they like it. Let us know what you think. We want to know what your overrated athletes are. Let us know. And also, give Logan as much crap as you can for the Patrick Mahomes thing, you know? (laughs) Like, he loves reading it. Let me tell you, he loves reading it.
1: Sure don't turn off notifications.
0: But I tell you, I know for sure, if he was reading it on the Talk, Record, Upload Twitter or Facebook, he would enjoy reading that because it would be listener feedback and we don't get I much of that. I so.
1: would love to hear all of you tell me how wrong I am. Please yes. do.
0: Hit us up. Also, give us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts at. We would really appreciate it. It would help us out as well. It helps get our podcast out there as we try to grow and try to continue recording episodes. Uh, yeah. We enjoy doing it. Let us know what you guys want to hear about. We love doing listener-suggested uh, episodes. If you can hit us up with one, hit us up. That would be great. Otherwise... Logan, that's all I got for you. That's
1: all I got for you, bud.
0: Let's go uh, record a different podcast.
1: What? What? What?